Namaste. Distinguished government officers, Maharajis, Mahatajis, I'm very honored to be here and blessed by your supreme presence. May the supreme in yourself continue to bless me and the whole world so that I may be able to have this kind of honor again or continue to do whatever the fathers and mothers expected from my daughter. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let's close our eyes for a second to pray for all beings. Thank you so much. Please don't be alarmed by the title Supreme Master <laughs> because we are all supreme. And uh, I was embarrassed to be called the Supreme Master. And then I tell my people, please don't call me that. <laughs> call yourself. And they, res they refuse. And I say, okay, then call Suma Ching Hai. So it, it is less uh, official, <laughs> less it's less, uh, I would say, uh, less scary. <laughs> but then they, and then I become the Supreme Master Suma Chinghai. <laughs> it should make more trouble, so I just give up. <laughs> I hope you forgive me for making a little joke. Now I'm going to impress you with my Hindi language. Up kaise ho? Tikai? You are not too tired? Yes. <laughs> we are very appreciative of your supreme effort to stay here in this heat and uh, dense congregation to support this noble ideal of the organization. And for this reason, I am also having the honor to be here today. Of course, we all go through some difficulty and uh, inconvenience in order to be here, including myself. I did not know, as a British, I need a visa for India. I got stuck in Bangkok. <laughs> and then some of our brothers and sisters, the Indian overseas, uh, the brother and uh, the brother of uh, Mr. Nadaswani and his wife have helped me out, and the courtesy of the embassy of Bangkok. Uh, anyhow, when I told her that I'm very sorry to trouble you in this uh, aspect because the travel agency told me I don't need it. I knew I need it, but they keep insisting that I don't need it, so I thought I was wrong. So never underestimate your intuition, I told myself. <laughs> yes. And so the lady, lady of his uh, brother had told me, Oh, maybe because we should meet each other in Bangkok, that's why it happened like this. Yeah. I said, wow, she's very, very enlightened. Typical Indian. <laughs> yes, why the Indian people are more enlightened than other people, I wonder myself. Yes, and then I had the answer. God told me, because they practice what they preach. 
they practice ahimsa, they practice vegetarianism, they practice prayers, they practice meditation, they practice constant awareness of all beings are one, what is done to one is done to all others. And I say, thank, thank you very much. <laughs> when we have sincere question, God always answers. And this is what the Hinduism and the philosophy of this motherland is boiled down to. We have to search inside. There are two kinds of practice. There's one is the theology, what theory, and the other is practice. And the Indian people know both. I'm not here to preach or to praise. I'm just here to offer my humble support to the highest and noblest ideal of Indian philosophy and lifestyle. And I thank you for the honor. I'm just also having the urge to be reminded that Indian is always centuries after ten centuries, the lighthouse of the whole planet. And I am reminded to humbly beg you to remain so, despite all the difficulty and temptation. Because without Indian, without the basic moral standard and compassion that generated from this motherland, the world will not have anywhere to turn to. The more we advance in technology and science, the more we can afford ourselves material comfort. And unfortunately, the more we are tempted to give up all that is noble and love that is supposed to be our true nature. In case any of us, the, the other side of the world forget, please, the father and mother of Indians or the Maharajis, Mahatajis, please do remind us again, again and again by your shining examples, by your shining examples, because example is very important. His, His Excellency, the Governor, has told us just now to put our um, say knowledge into action. Yes, at the end of his speech, he said, let us do it. And this is what we should do. So please remind us, myself, remind me, remind the whole world of the noble idea of what we are here for. And as His Holiness Dada has told us that he wonder if Indian or mankind has really, truly know what independence is. I also wonder too. <laughs> Some of the, perhaps the Indian natives, has given up to the pressure of new trend of society, give up what is the, the noble inheritance of India. We should remind these brothers and sisters, please come back to where we belong. <laughs> because there's only one way to live our life, that's the right way. There's no other way. Isn't that true? The choice of our life, of course, make us different. The choice of our life make us God or anti-God. 
even though the Indian philosophy teach us that we are all God and God is within us. But if we make the wrong choice, we go in the opposite direction. God create both light and darkness, good and evil, so that we be able to understand, to know, to exercise our wisdom to choose the right way. Some of us tend sometimes to give in, uh, tend to give in to weakness and forget that the prize of strength, the prize of honoring our own ideal is greater than material gain, much, much greater. And we have to strive for that. We have to honor ourselves by choosing the right way, the way the Indian people have chosen thousands and thousands and thousands of years, the way the Indian people have influenced the world. Many other great teachers have to come to India, bow to this motherland to beg for some knowledge and in order to de develop their own wisdom. Jesus has been here, Buddha was here, many of other great teachers have been born here like the Sikh Guru and the Hindu Gurus, century after centuries, they have sacrificed everything to remind us of this noble idea of ahimsa, of loving kindness, because God is love. If we want to be God, we must be love representative. God give us freedom of will. Of course, he never say, you must do this, you must do that, or I will punish you. God doesn't say that. Punishment comes from us, comes from our own conscience. We know what is wrong, what is right. And when we do something wrong, we don't feel good. And that is punishment. That's better than, that's worse than hell, when our conscience feeling very, very bad about what we have done. And when we feel good about something, that means we are doing God's will. So God give us the free will, to choose and let us remind ourselves and the world that we have to choose God's way. That's the only way to represent ourselves if we think that we are God, that we think that we are one with God and that God is even dwells within ourselves. Then we have to represent that. We cannot go on doing evil things in opposite direction and following darkness and then saying at the same times that I am born in godliness, that I and God are one. So this is the choice that the Indian people most often make, the choice of beauty, the choice of loving kindness. And that is how the world have learned from India. I beg you, all the fathers and mothers, to continue Protect us in your way, by your way of living. Continue to enlighten us with your choice of noble living so that we, the rest of the world, can be strong following your example, can rely on you to walk in darkness and to become also a shining light of this world. I guess you know everything already. That. I am saying, and I was going to say, or I will ever say. So I just want to express what I already learned from you, so that you know that, okay, you have a good student here. <laughs> I have understood. <laughs>
that I have understood. <laughs> so what I have said is just to make you understand that I have understood what you have taught me, what the message that you have brought to the world. You have one good student here. Please continue to make more students. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Example is very important. You see, Dadachi is a vegetarian, and he inspired all his followers become vegetarian. The governor, His Excellency, were veget a vegetarian, and that's how many of other subjects follow him to be vegetarian. And my grandmother was vegetarian, so he ins she's inspired me to be vegetarian. And now I inspire millions of people also vegetarian. So one example very important. Please remember to remind us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having patience with a good student like me. <laughs> As uh, we have made acquaintance yesterday, and uh, you were very happy with me as a good student of Indian philosophy, I show up again <laughs> as a request of the kindness of the, the organizers. And today I make another exam report to you, my gurus. I hope you will accept it. <laughs> As you know, when you teach a student, you want feedback, whether the student understood your teaching or not. And you always make an exam so that you can measure the progress of the student. So here you are. According to my understanding of your teaching, it's like this. Ahimsa consisted of nonviolence, in three dimensions. The first and the most obvious is physical dimension, and the second is a mental dimension, or emotional included, and the third is spiritual dimension. So Ahimsa is not, according to my humble opinion, is not only non-killing, non-harming sentient beings or our fellow human beings, but also to protect their lives. Not only just negative or inactive, like passive, like, okay, I don't kill, I don't scold, I don't cause uh, harm physically, but protect. And this the Indian people know very well what to do. So I'm not going too far in this. Second is the emotional aspect or mental aspect. Suppose we cause harm to anyone, uh, including ourselves, emotionally or mentally. That, according to my very humble understanding, is also himsa. Yes. So ahimsa means we try not to, not to hurt anyone emotionally, deliberately. Of course, we cannot avoid it when we do not understand what the other people are feeling. And then that is excusable. But whenever we can, we try to avoid. And this probably uh, goes a very, very large, you know, very long way, including not uh, actually the whole.
precepts of Hinduism consisted of five or ten precepts, including a non-stealing, non-telling lie, non-sexual abuse, and non uh, say uh, intoxication and all that. But I think it's all boiled down to a word, ahimsa. Because if we have, uh, for example, taken intoxication, and then we will hurt our people's feelings, and we cause them sorrow and worries and anxieties. And that is also himsa. And suppose if we uh, take other spouse without agreement or permission or consent of the other spouse, if they agree, I don't know, I have no interference in people's private life, but without consent, without permission, we would cause sorrow and trouble and pain to the other spouse and in turn also caused a lot of mental distress, emotional upset to the children and to whomever are concerned in that family. So I guess that is also called himsa. That's why the Indian philosophy always emphasizes ahimsa. Oh, this is a mental and philosophy, um, um, emotional aspect and spiritual aspect. Suppose if we do not understand a teaching of the great sage in the ancient time and we try to interpret it in the wrong way to suit our own purpose, our uh, personal gain may it be political, may it be financial, may it be uh, fame and glory, whatever. That is also himsa. Because we cause people to regress in their spiritual practice. We cause people to degrade themselves and lessen their glory in the eyes of the Lord, lessen their own godly quality. And that is the greatest himsa in my very, very humble opinion. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Thank you. There is a great teacher in India, I, I forgot the name. He he say, tell one joke like this. One time he told his students to uh, tell him how much the wall, how high is the wall in front of them. So everybody quickly write a paper report to him. It's about two meter height and two meter and a half. And everybody say about or approximately. And the teacher say, this is all wrong. You answer all wrong. The answer, the, the correct answer is, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. When we don't know, we say we don't know. When we know, we say we know, and that is no. So even if uh, whatever I learned from Indian great sages of the ancient or the modern time, whatever I understand, I tell people that is the thing I understand and I know. And you can take it or leave it. And the other thing I don't understand, I say I have to study more. And when I understand, I come back to you. Yeah. This is very uh, caution because I don't want to cause himsa in spiritual aspect. I think this is more detrimental than emotional himsa or physical himsa. Is that right, sir? Madam? Yes? Thank you. The second part is that life is joyful. Every religion emphasizes heaven here on earth right now. Right now, right now, if we know it, 
If we get in touch with God inside, we're joyful all the time. Heaven is here. That's correct. That's true. But that is the true joy if we are connected with God. And that's the Indian sages always tell us, go inside, meditate inside. You can meditate on mantra, you can meditate on God's name, you can kiss a stone perhaps, or kiss a plant, whatever you do, so that you can get in touch with God. Whatever your way is fine. He doesn't say you have to do a particular way. But just through my search, through my spiritual thirst for wisdom, I go all over places, go over learn with many teachers. I have just found that the, the, the thing the the method uh, imparted by the Indian sages of old time and modern time are the best. The one that emphasizes the inner light and south. That's the quickest. Quickest. If you meditate on other mantra or any concentration, you will see light and you hear sound too. But if you meet a master who can impart to you directly, quickly, open the door, then you see it right away. You don't have to take so much effort. And from then on, we continue, continue all the time. And this is what I was fortunate to be imparted with. Just, I just reported to you. You know already, anyhow. I know. So after that, we have joy. We have joy all the time. But the righteous joy, the noble joy, the joy but not hurting other people, the joy without the expense of other people, the joy of being faithful, to your wife and husband, and knowing truly that that the spouse is God, and, and, and hurting others is truly hurting yourself. Because you have the joy of knowing God, you know that you have to behave like God. But that's what my teacher taught me. And that's how I experienced through my own humble, uh, how do you say, uh, journey in search of the true wisdom. Because men, women uh, are different, and then animals, males and females. The animals, they just eat, sleep, have sex, they don't have any knowledge about morality, obligation. They might have love between the mates. Some of them do, and very faithful. But many animals are not like men and women, not, don't have the, God, the higher consciousness of God. We all God, like our reverend, our minister, and other distinguished speaker before us. We all have God inside. We all God, even stone and all that. We all know that. But different beings bestow different level of consciousness. And human beings are the highest in this consciousness. So human beings behave like God. Animals do not. So we are human so we have the distinguished difference. We have love. So sex between love is different than sex just for enjoyment, in my humble opinion. Because God is joy, God is love, but God is not hurting others. Suppose we take the spouse of other people and have sex just for the physical enjoyment. That is okay with God. Perhaps God do not judge us, but how about the other one? We hurt her, we hurt him, and we don't like that. As God, we want to represent the highest, the noblest idea of divinity. And that's why we choose to live righteously. We live the life of Ahimsa. We choose it because we know we are God. Not that God will judge you. You can do what you want, of course. You can have 
50 wives, 50 husbands, God will never say anything. But is that the way we want to represent God? I don't think so. Love in the higher level is for all humanity. You can love 50 women, you can love 500, you can love 50 million galaxies of inhabitants, but it's a different than a personal love. There are two levels, personal and impersonal. Personal, we have to take care of our family, love our spouse and children, and discharge our duties as the best. That's personal. Impersonal, we have to serve human beings with the very, very indiscriminating and unconditional love. And that's what the sages of India, since thousands of years, since the beginning of creation, have been teaching us and have been showing as an example. The sages are the embodiment of love and unconditional sacrifice. They would not teach us ever to harm other sentient beings in the spirit of Ahimsa. That is the three-dimensional uh, level of Ahimsa. There's another point that I have just noticed from the speakers before. Okay, because they all tell us to live righteously. All of these speakers, the distinguished one here, tell us. So why is it should we do that? Why should we do that? If God doesn't chat us, if God is indiscriminating, you do what you want, that's true. This is only life, perhaps, as you know. Why worry about moral obligation, about loving responsibility, about being faithful, about being loving kind? Why, why worry about all this? Just enjoy, just enjoy. Enjoy is fine, but enjoy in a noble way, not in an animal way. That's what the sages tell us. We can do anything we want and degrade ourselves into animal level. That's our absolutely right. But is that the way we want to live? I don't think the sages of India taught us ever this way. Am I right? Thank you. So, and there's another point why we have to keep ourselves noble and pure. Because people can see us. People can see the seers, the sages, and the pure in the heart can see our aura. If we do something right, we are God realized, we are God uh, loving and one with God. Our aura is golden is brilliant. If we do something wrong, we hurt other people emotionally, physically, or mentally, or spiritually, our aura is dark. People can see us. We cannot cheat. That's why we have to keep ourselves beautiful. You know, like me. You know. <laughs> I don't know what my aura looks like, so I try to make it golden with the embroidery of Indian. <laughs> I don't have a very good uh, <laughs> habit of wearing this, but I try hard. That's why I came late, please forgive. <laughs> I had to walk like a fair lady. <laughs> right, so as much as we put on makeup, we put on tight and beautiful dresses to represent God to the world outside, we must also put makeup, beautiful dress of purity, godliness, and holy love inside so that we can represent the true God within us. Thank you very much for your patience.
the in, Indian little or Chinese. <laughs> I speak English, okay? <laughs> hmm. And you have translation, Chungguren. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy that you made it. <laughs> from Sri Lanka? No, from Nepal. Nepal, oh, very tired. Very tired. <laughs> tired. Trouble. Hmm? You you drive bus. <laughs> I saw you drive bus <laughs> in my dream. Ah, Bahanji, Tika. You speak Hindi or English? Nepal. Nepalese. Different from Hindi? Yes, I'm sorry. Too many languages. I heard that your country is very beautiful, Nepal. Right? Have Himalaya or not? Yes. Huh? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, <laughs> Himalaya in Nepal, same uh, Himalaya in India? Same? No? No? Very warm? Very good or very cold? Not really. Just no, no, no. <laughs> Snow up to here. Yeah. Same in Nepal? Why they tell me your country is hot? Is it hot or is it cold? Cold? All the time? Winter. Ah, summer, how many degrees? 30 degrees? 32 degrees? <laughs> Winter, <laughs> summer, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> they told me it's easy to stay in your country. Is it true? Can I, British, British, <laughs> stay there? <laughs> no, <laughs> cannot. Huh? What did you say? Can? Nepal, I know. Tourists, okay. Three months, right? How long? Can live there forever. Wow. There are such things as, a, as a, you know, like a, a, a eternal elixir that I drink and live forever in Nepal. <laughs> Oh, there is a story about um, a lack of it, of uh, eternal life, you know, somewhere in the Himalaya, maybe in Nepal. That's why I can live forever there. Hmm? There's a lake, you know, India Legion. Legion say there's a lake in uh, Himalaya. Ah, I don't know which one. Don't tell the name. People will all go there. <laughs> It's the lake. If you, there is water, if you go and drink water from that lake, you live forever. 
So one day, uh, Alessandra the Great, he went there, he wanted to have a drink. And then there was a man who came out and threw himself in front of him, saying, Oh, Your Majesty, please don't drink the water. And he said, the, the king, huh? Alessandra, you know Alessandra the Great? He said, Why, why? Why you want to stop me? I want to live forever. I want to be like God, eternal. And the man said, You look at me. <laughs> I have no more teeth. <laughs> I live so long, I cannot die. <laughs> what is the use? <laughs> what is the use? <laughs> what is the use of living eternally? I have no teeth to eat anything. <laughs> he can't even smile. <laughs> when he smiles, there's a hole in his mouth. <laughs> so I don't want to go to Nepal and live eternally. <laughs> I will become like that man. <laughs> no good. I like to die young and beautiful. <laughs> yes. And when people remember me, make a picture of me as still young and beautiful. Suppose I die and have no teeth and all that. <laughs> or live like that. And, uh, and when I'm gone away, people make a statue of me, you know, like they make a statue of Buddha. And I have no teeth. <laughs> I become a toothless Buddha. <laughs> it's bad that the, all the Buddha are bald-headed already, now have no teeth. <laughs> no hair, no teeth. <laughs> what else to do? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we will live eternally, but don't have to be in Nepal. Huh? <laughs> you can live up there. Yeah? When we go to heaven, we live forever, and we retain the teeth <laughs> and the hair and the nails, everything, and all the ring too. <laughs> yes, do you sometimes meditate and see your deceased people, your deceased relatives, like maybe your grandfather dead already long time, your mother died, or your father? Um, gone to heaven, yeah? But when you meditate, you saw them, right? And sometimes your parents uh, or your grandparents or your relatives, um, when they were still alive in this world, they were probably, uh, you know, uh, uh, disabled or maybe short of some instrument, you know, like one arm missing. Uh, one arm is not functioning, or one leg is gone. But when you see them in heaven, they are complete again, all healed, all beautiful, and perfect. You see, that's the kind of eternal life that we will have. And we normally have, <laughs> we normally have that kind of life until we forget <laughs> that we are perfect and we identify ourselves with this imperfection house of the body. And then sometimes we lose this, we lose that, and we think we are not perfect. Mm. It's a disease of the soul, no, of the mind. It's a disease that we have to cure with the meditation, with the inner realization that we are perfect. 
It's easy to say, oh, we are God, God is within me, I am God's children, I know that. <laughs> but we don't know anything about what we are talking about <laughs> most of the time. You know, like the people that, some of the people that talk, you know, uh, I, I don't mention where. <laughs> I don't mention where and when. <laughs> you know, sometimes they talk, 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 but they don't know what they talk. About. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah? Uh, I'm sure sometimes we go to some places and we feel disappointed because uh, many of you are enlightened to a very high degree. And then you feel bored with people's conversation and opinion. <laughs> <laughs> philosophy <laughs> and you just want to go to sleep <laughs> but <laughs> well since we are there we just be there <laughs> whether we listen to television listen to children talk listen to bird chipping uh, listen to football, fan, hura hura. <laughs> or we listen to any uh, hula philosophy. <laughs> it's the same, right? It's the same. If uh, people give uh, you lemon, you don't say it's too sour. You put some sugar <laughs> and make lemonade. Uh, that's the way the English people say. If people give you lemon, you make lemonade, okay? Make the best use of wherever we are. Yeah? It's just the uh, same with us before. Huh? When we did not know God to this degree, we talk like that too. <laughs> we talk like those people, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, before we talk more, right? Now we shut up. <laughs> yeah, now everybody talk and we shut up. Before we talk a lot, we talk more than everybody else, you know, about God, about Buddha, about everything, about vegetarianism, about philosophy, about God is one and all is one, and we are God and God is all this and that and others. And now we cannot talk so much anymore <laughs> because we know we really don't know. <laughs> I also don't know anymore. <laughs> but since you came, and since every time you just want to see me, I don't know for what reason, I have to just talk, <laughs> to entertain you. You know, like make joke like this, it's good for us, right? Yeah, let's face it, you have to go and pay a lot of money to see a comedian, you know? And that they're not half of as funny as me. And <laughs> you don't pay nothing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a story about a master who tell his disciples uh, just to, uh, in a glance, you know, to, to, to tell him to write out how much is, how high, how high is the wall in front of them. And then they have to write out the measurement. And everybody write, oh, it's about two meter and a half, approximately, about. And then after everybody write the same, always the same, about, you know, approximately. And the master say, you are wrong. <laughs> Wrong answer. And they were surprised. Then what shall we do? What shall we answer? 
He said, you just write, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, you say you don't know, right? <laughs> why, why make trouble? And explaining a lot, you know? Some of them are even more philosophical about it. Actually, it could be two meters and a half and two inches, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, on the other hand, it could be that way, you know, but, you know, thing like that. So the only thing we say is we don't know. <laughs> and now we really don't know. <laughs> First we think we know God, right? We talk a lot about God. We introduce God to everybody, you know. That's when we don't know. <laughs> but now we know. And then we realize that we really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what God is, <laughs> but we do know that there is God, right? We do know there is something called God, or whatever name we want to call, but we really don't know Him. We do know, but we don't know. I mean, we don't know in the human measurement. We don't know how to express it in the human language. We don't know how to show it to people what God is like, but we do know God. We know it. We know God just like when we were young, when we were kids, baby, when we were still in God's embrace and live in God's consciousness. And then we grow up, we forget. And now we remember again through uh, childlike meditation, through purification of our body, speech and mind. We remember Him again. But then we don't know. Because we don't know God the way other people think God is. We don't know the God who make punishment, who make reward, who judge us, and who threaten us with all kind of hell and damnation. Don't know this kind of God. We don't know the God that is defined by human language, by human brain, but we do know there is God. And that is, God is always with us. And yet we don't know. Because how can God knows God? <laughs> right? How can the sun know the sun? How can the sun proclaim himself to be glorious and to be the sun? You see, we just don't know. There is a good film, I saw it recently, about, they call it the fifth element. Have you seen it? Oh, I thought whoever made that film must be enlightened, or the one who wrote the script, yeah? The, the lady who represents the fifth element, she said to the man who fell in love with her, I don't know love, because she is love incarnate. She doesn't really know love. She doesn't know she is love. She doesn't know how to express it. Just like the sun, he just shines, but he doesn't even know. He would not think that he is beautiful or beneficial to mankind. Similarly, once we begin to know God, we cannot express anymore. Huh? Look how eloquent people can talk about God and all that thing today. And we cannot. All I can say is that, <laughs> you know, I was a good student. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, they got my name all wrong again. The Supreme Master Suma Ching Hai. <laughs> you know that, huh? Yeah, I try to make it simple, 
you know, humble and unofficial, shorter. Instead of the Supreme Master, Qinghai, we say Suma Qinghai. It's more friendly, you know, more homey. And now they make it the Supreme Master, Suma Qinghai. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> See, that's a problem. We're trying to change things. Yeah. Sometimes we just have to accept it the way it is. The more we try to change, the worse it becomes. <laughs> and there's nothing, nothing yet. Some people, you know, included the Chinese and Vietnamese all together, like this. You know, in Chinese, the Supreme Master is Wu Shang Shi, nah? Yeah. So some people call me like this: <clears throat> the Supreme Master Suma Ching Hai Wu Shang Shi Vo Thượng Sư Thanh Hai. Then you have trouble, yeah? with your memories. I have trouble all the time. I try to make it simple and homey and, you know, friendly, and then they make it even longer. Yeah. So you see what I mean? Huh? So now, if we try to change everybody else, it's troublesome. Just change ourselves. Yes. By uh, meditating, yeah? by retrospecting, by contemplating what we truly are, then we change. Not that we change to become a different person. We change our level of understanding. We change the viewpoint of our life. We change our opinion about what's supposed to be and what should not be. We just know the thing as it is without much judgment. Judgment is always judgment, <laughs> whether bad or good. Huh? Like a good judge or a bad judge, he judges. <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult to convey to people what we understand. Because after a while, we don't seem to understand anymore. We just be that. We just be it. We just are that. And we don't have eloquence anymore. So have you noticed lately, I just make jokes all the time. Before I used to talk about Buddha, God, <laughs> let us all become one, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah? And now uh, I'm lazy to talk about those things. So whenever we met together, there are only jokes and <laughs> laughter about anything, anything that you already know. I just try to season it, you know. Like the lemon, and you put some sugar and water, make lemonade. And that's all. It's the same ingredients almost. And I'm surprised that you always want to see me because there's nothing new that I tell you. <laughs> this time I stop, otherwise, the whole Indian population will be scared that if we all let people come here again, you know, like all the Chinese and the Taiwanese and all that, the neighboring country, I say, no, don't let people know that I'm here. Because if they all come, the Indian population is already very high, you know that? <laughs> if you come here, you can't even stand. <laughs> no space. So don't come. <laughs> and they threaten to come, everybody threatened to come. I say, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Next time, uh, another time. But there's still uh, some mistake somewhere, and then so that all of you come here. <laughs> A connection or something. You bribe my attendant, <laughs> huh? 
or the contact person somewhere? How much? <laughs> How much for the information? <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> Anyhow, never mind. It must be God's will. Huh? I didn't intend to, because I, I didn't really know how to, what to expect here, you know, because uh, I'm invited, you know. I didn't really quite know. I just know it's, it's a dada or something. <laughs> and when I come here, there are all kind of pictures on the wall, you know. Not also da- oh, not only dada, but daddy and dadu. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, we are here and it must be God's will somehow. Hmm? And if some of you don't find Indian weather exactly to your liking <laughs> or the Indian environments are not to your familiar taste, I just go with it. Huh? Mm. This is a holy land, it has been blessed many, many of centuries by the saints and the sages, the seers, the holy <coughs> personalities, uh, personages of all kinds, all nationalities, not just Indian. So we are also very fortunate to be here, breathe this kind of atmosphere, so try to feed back whatever we get. Yes. It is the land that nourishes spiritual awareness, it is a land that tried to keep the heritage of noble living. Even though nowadays uh, these things have become more diluted due to the influence of so many different <coughs> uh, schools of thoughts and different introductions from different lands, but that's all right too, that people have a chance to re-introspect and to look at what's the right thing, what's the wrong thing, and their own choice they will make. <coughs> and try to be good, friendly, represent your own God Self, be noble, be what you want to be, yes, and remind people of their own intention too, because if we are good, people can see, all right? It's a good example, hmm? because uh, you all come here, I think, mostly because of me, I, I hope. Yeah. I'm dreaming like that. <laughs> so suppose if you don't see me all day long, away until nine o'clock, and you have nothing else to do in between except to sleep, then it's, it's also very hard on you. Is that not so? Okay, so maybe, in my opinion, you can just sneak in and look at me. Huh? I saw a lot of chairs empty behind, eh? sneak in or stand or sit on top of each other, whatever. <laughs> it's okay. I also like you to be able to uh, see me during this time because you come for this purpose. But if you come for sightseeing, I'd be welcome, you know, go out, get a limousine, run around. <laughs> whatever you like to do, you're free. You don't have to always sit here, and you can sit here. If you want, you can sleep. If you want, you can go sightseeing. You do anything you want, huh? You're free. If you want to go over there, you're just free to go. But don't uh, make a difference like, oh, I am the supreme master, <laughs> a disciple. <laughs> just, just be anybody disciple. Yeah? Anybody can teach us something. 
even when I'm, when I talk nonsense. When they talk nonsense, that means the teachers that don't ever talk nonsense. <laughs> when they, they do some bad things, according to our conscience, at least they're teaching us don't do such bad things, right? You can learn some er from every situation and make your own adjustment and judgment and better yourself by all kind of circumstances and opinion. Yeah? Because we know. We know what we want. Yeah? We can choose. If we cannot choose, okay, then choose again. Now God bless you. <laughs> I see you tomorrow. Huh? Okay. You happy? Yes. And you, the old sister and brother, take care of the new one, huh? Don't uh, scold them, huh? <laughs> Don't learn a bad habit for me, scolding everybody, huh? <laughs> okay? I just call for fun. <laughs> because if every day you're laughing and talk sweet to you, also boring, you know? So sometimes I have to make it bad, like, <clears throat> wow! <laughs> Don't be scared of me. I'm very sweet. <laughs> inside, inside. Outside, sometimes sweet, sometimes sour, sometimes bitter. You know, it, it's like spice, you know, like Indian spice. Yeah? If you just put sugar in all the rice and the pudding and chapatis and soup and salad, how, how you eat it? <laughs> right? You have to put some sugar here and some pepper there and some salt over here, and then it's life is more tasty. Huh? Okay? Take it with a pinch of salt. Anything, anything. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow, and you take care of the Nepalese and the Sri Lanka or the Indian, whatever. Huh? Take care of them. Make sure they're comfortable and they know where to go and what to, to do and, you know, where to find food, yeah? And uh, where to sleep and all that. Don't let them get lost on the street. Okay? Because they're also foreigners, yeah? And the first time in India, huh? Many of them. Take care, please, huh? Take care of them, huh? Try to speak Indian language, like... <laughs> uh, you all know what, what, what the Indian language, huh? Like chapatis, curry, <laughs> chai, okay? That is some Indian language I teach you. That's convenient, important, and the rest you learn yourself, yeah? You can, uh, like, like I speak Hindi today, like what? Ap kaisa ho? Ap kaisa hai, huh? Ah, yeah, yeah. Thika hai? Bahain ji? There's some uh, simple one you can learn, okay? Especially chapati and, and dal and chai. That you must know, or you, you die. <laughs> People in India so hot they make me sweat. I make me sweat so much. I change clothes four times a day. <laughs> Still very hot. <laughs> 
The love make you feel hot. That's it. Okay. <laughs> you didn't like the program, huh? <laughs> Me neither. Ha! I just sit there and I nearly sleep. But it's too loud. Too loud, so my heart goes boom, 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 boom. And then I say, come it, come it, just go inside. And then I go inside and then I stay in there. <laughs> And then there's some hoover come and, you know, try to talk to me. I don't hear nothing. <laughs> they keep calling me a lot, you know, a long time. Until I, I smell them, you know. <laughs> I did not hear them, really. They call me over four or five, four or five times, about one or two minutes, standing right in front of my nose. Master, Master, wake up. <laughs> Master, some urgent business. I didn't hear anything really. Honestly, I didn't hear. But suddenly I smell something wrong. <laughs> and then, and then I will open my eyes and then, oh, here, yeah, two big guys standing right in front of my nose. <laughs> That's how I woke up. And I thought you were there, but you were not. Didn't like it, huh? Too noisy, huh? No? Too noisy, huh? We're not used to it, huh? Our program much better, huh? Huh? Yeah. You have any question? Sleep well? Eat well? New initiate? Raise your hand. New one? Two, one, two, three, four. You satisfied? Yes. Good. Well, it seems like you are the excuse that brought me here to India and some of other people who wanted to see me so much. Keep praying for three years. And here I am, the victim of your prayers. <laughs> I have to endure all this day, all this talk and all this program, just sitting there <laughs> trying to be a good girl. <laughs> Oh, I can't bear it. <laughs> it's too much for me. <laughs> I can't. I cannot bear official talk, official work, all this kind of thing. Yeah, I'd rather be like this with you. Huh? We relax. <laughs> that doesn't mean that people are bad. You know, nothing like that. Just. Just probably, we just prefer casual, you know, huh? Oh, all these doctors <laughs> scares me. <laughs> when I just see the DR point, you know, <laughs> I feel already scared. Yeah. What if they stick a needle in my vein any time? You know, I'm sitting there trying to protect myself. <laughs> Yeah, you enjoy the day? Yes. yes. Good for you. Some good information, huh? Stuck it in here, maybe you can use it in the future. I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> because uh, the microphone so, you know, towards um, the public, 
And behind me, all the fans are running. I can't hear anything. Maybe God doesn't want me to hear anything. <laughs> okay, anyhow, there are a lot of nice people. But uh, the connection was kind of optional. First, this, first, I thought this, uh, how is it, this organization invited me, then come here, and it's another kind of organization. It's so confusing to me, you know. It wasn't clear. It wasn't clear that this, you know, this is a different company. <laughs> when I come here, I saw, hmm? Hmm? Who's that? <laughs> It's not supposed to be there. <laughs> We're not supposed to be here. <laughs> ah, never mind, never mind. God has blindfolded me. And, yeah, really, literally blindfolded me. And bring me right here. And then when I arrive, he opened the blindfold and, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> I tell him, you cheat me. <laughs> you cheat me. I said, If I know the sutta sutta here, I wouldn't have come here. Never mind. You understand, huh? Never mind. We don't. We look upon all beings equally. It's just some people are more equal. <laughs> some people are less equal. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I enjoy seeing you. Huh? That's the best part of the whole program. <laughs> We come here and play around a little while in this world, and then we move, move on. Oh, we don't move on. It's also okay, <laughs> huh? Yeah, but we just don't like, don't like the program in this world anymore. Anybody still like it? Yeah, you like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we do like. Sometimes we don't care. Hmm? It's pastime. I'm sorry you didn't meditate enough. I didn't intend to be like that. You know, yesterday was lighter. Today, oh, they chased me everywhere. I couldn't even go to the bathroom. I said, can, can I go to the bathroom now? Because I don't... <laughs> you kept me here all day long. <laughs> What to do? <laughs> and then I just step out of this, you know, the podium, and then, oh, so many people come. Oh, come to my house, come to his house, come to her house, <laughs> come to your house. <laughs> oh. It, that's so overwhelming, you know. That's, that's, that's his Indian people. They're very hospital, very hospital, and their love can bind you, you know. They say, oh, please, come, stay here forever. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> yeah, it's different tradition, huh? Yeah, the Indian people are so loving, huh? So hospital, I don't think. I think you like it, huh? I just leave you here with them. That'd <laughs> be perfect. <laughs> Same type of attract each other. <laughs> you like to stay here, huh? Anybody like to stay here? They treat you like God, you know. As long as you grow a beard and then wear something, <laughs> you know, a shawl and rub over the shoulder like that. The best will be white color, pink color, or yellow color. These three colors are favorite in India. And you, if you grow a bear, then you're perfect. You become Maharaji right away. <laughs> no qualification needed. 
at least the Matachiya, Mahatachiya. Yeah, you should stay here. You were above Mahatachi even when you were in India. And look at you now, small potatoes, sit on the floor like that. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, you were somebody before, right? <laughs> Still are. If you come back to India... <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Today I went to see the Dharachi, huh? You know that uh, pure, innocent-looking guy? <laughs> no bear, yeah. Ah, he's very cute. <laughs> he said, you were my mother last previous life. Yeah. Not, not last life now, but long ago. <laughs> Too long, I can't remember. <laughs> but he remembers, yeah. He was so happy, you know. He's been sick many months. And uh, his disciple told me, Oh, we never seen him so happy like this. We're so happy today. Everybody's so happy. Because he sit with you and then laugh and talk like that. Oh, we haven't seen him like that for months. In fact, he couldn't, they didn't think that he could make it yesterday, talk, you know, give a talk or something. And today many doctors rushed to see him. That's why I couldn't, I suppose, meet him at lunchtime, you know, couldn't make it because even the disciple who's supposed to come and fetch me, they also rushed to his side. He was very sick. But when I come today, I don't see a sick man at all. I saw a little child. <laughs> I mean, he's so pure and innocent looking. He's so innocent, like, very pure. He was so happy, you know, laughing all the time. Don't want to let me go. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And, and today I could hardly escape. <laughs> Anyhow, so if uh, anything you don't like, I'm sorry, huh? Yeah? I also didn't know. He cheated me. <laughs> the program looked different, you know? Everything looked different. The pamphlet looked different. When I come here, eat another pamphlet. <laughs> this is different than what we have uh, informed. We have been informed, right? It was a different company, <laughs> a different kind of uh, organization, a different uh, kind of expectation. And then when I come here, oh, it looked like very much different. So it's okay. It's God's will that sometimes we have to come somewhere, awaken some people, yeah, at our expense. <laughs> I don't mean money-wise. Money is nothing. We can afford it. Uh, don't worry, your meals, that I have taken care. Huh? <laughs> so, did you enjoy the food? Good, huh? Five star food, you know? Five star, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> uh, actually, I thought you could have escaped, but they chase after me and tell me to chase after you. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> Never mind, huh? Okay. We didn't burden anybody. Today the journalist asked me, we heard that you are the only one that refused, you know, the, uh, the pay people who come here, refuse a payment. I said, no, we never paid, you know, we, we don't work for nobody. Actually, we come here to support, to help, not to burden people. We can afford it. 
Don't worry, huh? you don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. So you enjoy? Hmm? Hmm. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. Accept my apology for any disappointment that you might have in your heart. Okay? Anyhow, everybody is God. There are good God, bad God, and medium, <laughs> medium God, you know? So don't worry about it. We all God, yeah? Master, we came to see I know, you did. That's a mistake. <laughs> That's the biggest mistake. <laughs> Suppose I go to hell, you also follow. <laughs> huh? Never mind. But everything okay, huh? You don't blame me? No. Are you angry with me? No. Please forgive me. <laughs> if you're angry, please forgive me. Otherwise, I will die for you to look at. Okay, huh? Or forget forgiven, huh? Mm, all right. Any question? Hmm? No? Master, when do you visit Nepal? Oh, no, don't ask me anything like that. <laughs> That's not a question. Your spiritual question. Huh? Anything you don't understand? No, huh? You are here already. Why should I go to Nepal? Huh? You're greedy. <laughs> Over there, you just say, oh, please let me see you just once, you know. Even just five minutes, I'll be satisfied. And now you sit here five hours all day long already, and then you think, of, when are you coming to Nepal? <laughs> never enough, huh? Everybody, never enough. Hmm? Just see these people, just see me first time. And I just want this one that want me to go to their house and go to their grandmother's house and their, their grandchildren's house. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and don't you start with Nepal business. <laughs> I had enough today already. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now you understand why I tell you don't hurry to be Buddha or nothing like that. <laughs> You'll be totally in trouble. <laughs> Your house become a, you know, permanent hotel. <laughs> and uh, anywhere you go, you know, just don't have privacy. And you always have to be the good guy, yeah? They invite me for lunch, for dinner and all that, but I could never eat anything <laughs> more than a few spoons. I just, you know, some people bring the food for me. Oh, Master, this is nice soup. I say, okay, thank you. Oh, how are you? Oh, you come to my house and, you know, what, 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 what? And then I say, forget it, take it away. <laughs> And then another person brings some, you know, this food, and then I just uh, oh, this is very nice, Master. You you should taste it. It tastes beautiful. It's a wonderful food. I said, okay, I tried, and I, I just get just a little bit. I said, oh well, well uh, you know, and somebody coming. Oh, I'm so nice to see you. You come to my house, <laughs> and, you know, and uh, you know, blah 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 blah. And then how, how do I eat? And then somebody comes. Let her eat a little bit, please. And then he, he begins to talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, if one day you don't see me anymore, just because of too many dinners and lunch, <laughs> I will disappear. <laughs> if I'm invited too much, 
too many times for dinner and for lunch, <laughs> I'd be gone. <laughs> no food. <laughs> Actually, luckily, I am not that hungry. I don't often feel hungry. Once or twice a day, enough, and a little bit enough. But when I eat with people, you know, a lot of people, and I have appetite, and eat alone, very little. Mm. So it looks like I tell lie whenever I say, oh, I don't eat so much, but whenever I'm with people, I eat a lot of it. <laughs> you have company, and you feel appetized, right? Mm. Okay, any more stupid question? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Go to Nepal. <laughs> Your daydream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running away. <laughs> Anything else you want to know? It's okay? Well, I hope you have enough, huh, of me these two days. See me all day long. Mm, right? Sit there enough, huh? Good. Ah! Don't. <laughs> No question, huh? It's very late, eleven o'clock. You should go home, sleep. Okay? Hmm. No problem? Hmm. Oh, yes. Anyhow, I thank you. Thank you. I don't know what else to say. No question, huh? Nepal, no? Huh? You come out this way, no question? Except when you come to Nepal, no. But I don't know. <sighs> don't follow my physical body, huh? Don't worry about where I am. Follow your own master. I show you already where the master is. Huh? Stick to that master, your own, yourself, your own soul, your God self, your enlightened self, your highest self. Huh? Don't follow me physically. I don't know why you like me so much. I really don't know. You and I, no difference. Hmm. I don't understand this. <laughs> don't don't begin crying. <laughs> I throw your ID card outside. <laughs> I mean me, you see me at ten years already. There's no need for that. Huh? If a new people like Nepal and all that they don't see me then I can understand if they cry. But you saw me so many times, especially Hong Kong people. I used to live there for many months, huh? Enough. Right? Mm. Okay, have a more good look and then go to sleep. <laughs> when you meditate, you you forget, huh? Forget everything. Just concentrate on your wisdom center, and you look with the wisdom eye, not with the physical eye. Yeah, and try to find yourself. Because you don't have questions, so I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. I mean, you understand everything already. I, this morning, were you there when I give speech? 
Okay, you understood? You understood what's that for? Hmm? I say, perhaps I have done my job. <laughs> because everybody, everybody just say, if you enlighten, you're above the law and you can do everything you want. Can, can. Can, but what for? What for that you have grown up and then you become a baby again? Huh? Mm. When you were a baby, you can have your toilet everywhere, you know, anywhere, because you, you don't know how to help yourself, huh? you can't control it. But when you grow up already, what for doing that? Huh? Right? And uh, some people would preach to you like, God is everything. God is good as well as evil. That might be true, might be true. But what for we become evil? Hmm? There are enough evil already. <laughs> Why should we become God just to be evil? Huh? Then don't bother, right? And if uh, we want to be irresponsible, immoral, or things like that, just to, to represent that we are God, then there's no need to even be God again, right? We have come from there. We have come from evil. Now the only duty is to become higher, become God. Understand? So don't be misled by similar, so-called similar teaching. Don't be tempted by an easy way of cheap substitute for enlightenment, cheap happiness and then mistaken that for enlightenment. Don't be mistaken, irresponsible behavior and uh, uh, lowly way of thinking for liberation. Liberation means you are liberated from all that, from all that is bothering you, from all that is no good, from all that is not noble, from all that is, is not beautiful that binding you, that suffocate you, that make you feel guilty, that make you feel that you are ungodly, or the desire that make you feel like you're burning with passion of wanting. And lust, lust is different from love. Sex is different from offering yourself, celebrating the love between two people. Understand? Celebration of love is different from sex, even though maybe the action look the same. Don't be mistaken, okay? Similarly, don't be mistaken for irresponsible, irrational behavior for liberation. Liberation is not to enjoy yourself at the cost of other people's suffering. Liberation doesn't mean that you lower yourself at the expense of your noblest being. Liberal, liberal have many price. The people who go around killing people, they say that's all liberal, <laughs> also free. Freedom doesn't mean you take the freedom from other people away. Joy doesn't mean you have to cause other people suffering. That's the spirit of Ahimsa that I have told you and everyone this morning. 
there are God may be everything. That is true. Just like the ladder, you know, they are downstairs and they are upstairs. We were downstairs already. Now we try to walk up. Up already, why come down? <laughs> What's the reason to do that? Then why bother to go up at all? <laughs> Understand? So we have been already representing the lower level of so-called God quality, if that is even God at all. If we suppose we can accept that God is total, everything, the grand sum of everything, like good and bad, evil, yeah? And in between, okay. We have been representing the bad, the between for many thousands of years already. There's no need to do that again now. This is the time to do the other half of the homework, right? So if anybody mislead you into believing that God is everything, that is not true. We have only other half, or the lower half, up to now, and everybody try to mislead in you and try to cheat you into remaining in that other half all the time. That is not the real teaching. It's not liberating you. It's not uh, elevating you. Understand? Don't be misleading. We are not yet up there. We can't say, I represent God for everything. We cannot. <laughs> we only represent the lower half of the house. And now is the time that we try to represent the other half as well. The lower half is easy, already there. <laughs> Difficult to go up, easy to go down. So a lot of people can be misled into thinking, oh, if God is everything, then I do everything I want. I'm God, right? We have been always doing everything we want already. Thousands of years, that's why we are here crawling on top of the planet, nowhere else to go. Now is the time to complete ourselves, to total our being by uplifting ourselves to the other half, the higher half. See? That's why, that's how we complete ourselves. That's the difference. That's where they misunderstand. That's why I have tried to stay here for a couple of days, <laughs> just to clear this up. But I think, I think it's enough already. Don't you think so? Hmm? I don't know. Today I feel so, <laughs> so tired. <laughs> so I hope you can uh, discern the difference between the confusing jungles of so-called spiritual philosophy and the confusion <laughs> of mixed salad <laughs> in the so-called spiritual pra practicing. Okay? You understand now, huh? All right. Any question concerning this? No. So are you climbing the other half or you want to stay here? <laughs> climbing up, huh? Yeah, we have to total ourselves now. But to complete our being, suppose even God is everything, we have all the hope already, it's time to complete, make it hundred percent. Okay, la? Hmm? <laughs> You're so happy. Yeah, huh? What's the reason? 
I don't know what my nose are different from yours, that you're so happy. By talking to you, I just realized that so many people suffer from ignorance. I just kind of feel sorry. Sometimes I'm very impatient. Just like a teacher having to always teach the same thing day after day, all the time. <laughs> and the student don't understand. I'm not talking about you. You understand. You progress. And it's good for you. There's so many people who don't understand. They're stuck at spiritual emotional level. You understand this spiritual emotion? Okay, they hang on to some guru or another guru. As long as that guru is sweet, kind, gentle, play around with them, let them play around. They just have something to hang on. That's it. This is called spiritual emotion. You understand? They fit their emotion, but not spiritual progress. You don't go nowhere with that. The only progress you can make is that you realize yourself. You don't realize yourself if you hang on to somebody, to some sweet, personality that is called personality worship cult. It's not a spiritual progress. It's not beneficial to your soul development. It might just make you feel good, feel like you have a guru <laughs> to be devoted to, and feel that, oh, that guru loves you. Yeah, and spoil you, and very sweet. Uh, maybe never scold people, never talk loud, always talk like music into your ears. But that don't take us nowhere. That will make you and the guru come back again and play the same trick again. Play the same thing again, again and again and again. If we are attached to anything at all, we are never free. Understand? If we are attached to the idea that the guru must be sweet, that the guru must be gentle, the guru must be so innocent-like, we are also in trouble. Really, that's just one of the, the stage of development. It's not the whole thing. And if for liking this kind of sweetness, we stuck there, <laughs> that don't take both of the guru and the disciple nowhere, don't take them anywhere. There is a very difference. When, when uh, a disciple, I don't remember the name, asks, 
asked Kong Tzu about his big disciple, what kind of quality they have. And he lists, you know, who has uh, the most courageous quality, the other guy is the sweetest, gentle quality, the other guy uh, very uh, compassionate quality, more than the Master even. That person, that disciple, more compassionate than the Master. That person more courageous than the Master. That person is more sweet than the Master. He lists a couple disciples like that. And the questioner asked, then why do they follow you, Master? If this person is more sweet than you, if that person more compassionate than you, and the other disciple more courageous than you, then why, why do they become your student? So Kong Tzu say, because that's all they have, sweetness or courage, courageous, co- courageousness or gentleness. They don't have anything else. So if we happen to like something too much, like the gentleness, we love it, or the sweetness, or the courage, courage, or the, what else did I say? Compassion. If we happen to hang on to one of the quality and we love it, it's just kind of addiction. That doesn't take us too far. So even those disciples sometimes have one kind of quality more than the Master have. But it's just one kind, and to, to the extreme. And Kong Tzu further say that disciple A have courage, but doesn't have the humility to be not courageous sometimes. The other person have compassion, but doesn't know how to withdraw it for a greater compassion. And, for example, I'm just interpreting, it's not exactly like that. And so the other person just know gentleness, but do not know firmness when the situation demands. You understand? But Kong Tzu has everything. He has courage. He also has weakness. When it has to be weak, he's weak. When it has to be courageous, he's strong. When he has to be compassionate, he's compassionate. When he has to be, you know, like cool and cold-like, he has to use that. So if we hang on to one quality or another, we stuck somewhere in the corner only. Just like this house has four corners and have a lot of things. We just stand in one corner all the time. Similarly, if we look for a teacher and try to bring our attachment our addiction into the relationship with the Master, then we will be having trouble. We cannot progress freely and quickly. I'm just telling you this so you know what is what. I don't care if you follow me or you follow anybody else, because I cannot control this. I cannot control your level of consciousness. I cannot control the choice you want to make with your time to progress in eternity. You have all eternity to choose when you want to be awakened. You take it longer, you take it shorter. You want this way or you want that way. I have no choice. I have no, no, no control over that. And I don't want to control. Because you have your own way to be enlightened. You have your own road to go back to God. You choose a short way, you choose a long way. It's all your choice. I have no control over that. 
neither I want to control. Because why? Everybody has his own life. They get free to do what they want, right? To control people, you mean also control yourself. Very tiring, really. Try to control one person only and you're in trouble already. Not to talk about control all these people and more. Yeah? You see the policeman and, and, and the prisoner and the criminal? When they catch a criminal, they have to lock him together with the police, right? Both of them are handcuffed together. <laughs> they go everywhere together. That's how we control people. <laughs> yeah. If we want to control people, it's like that. If true control is like that, very, very tiring, suffocating most of the time. So if we have a controlling personality, check it out, check it out, cut it, <laughs> if you want to, keep it if you want to also, nobody wants that. <laughs> For example, huh? Okay, so I'm just telling you all, all of you this because you come here to share what I have, you see, that's why you come. You don't come just to see me. You come because, you know, God has deposited, deposited some treasure by me. That's what you think. And this treasure belongs to you also. So you come to claim your pot, claim your share. So I have to give you what I have because it belongs to you. Not that I'm scared you follow somebody else and misunderstand me because I... I am short-tempered, I scold people sometimes, I'm not sweet enough, blah, 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 I don't care. I can't control your liking and disliking. I'm just telling you so you know what it is, in case your mind cheats you sometimes and deprive you some of the treasure that I'm holding for you, you see? And that's all there is. Clear? Yeah. The only, the only thing why we want to be clear, why we want to be enlightened, is that because if we are not enlightened, this is too tired, too suffering, <laughs> too boring. We can't live without enlightenment. We need it like air. That's why we have to be enlightened. That's the only thing. Nobody tells us what to do. Nobody force us to be enlightened, or to follow this, follow that, or to meditate, or to eat anything. But we just need it. Just like somebody put your head into the water and you just struggle to get out for air. That's the same with enlightenment. There comes a time that we are suffocated enough, so we want to be free. So the same with people when they need enlightenment, when they seek wisdom, that is when they suffocated enough already in the water, or they strangle enough, they have to struggle to get out for survival, for spiritual survival. So I have no choice, I have no chance, I have no control over anybody's choice or enlightenment uh, kind of uh, seeking attitude, you understand what I mean? When the time comes, they just have to do it. So I'm in no hurry either, I'm not uh, scared that you come or you go. <laughs> When it's time come, you must come. You must get enlightenment. So I'm just waiting when you, just like the fruit is ripe, then just ripe and fall, fall down. If nobody plug it, it's just fall down. Na? Natural process. All right, so whatever I know, I share it with you. Hmm? And then you make your choice. Try to stay in your chosen path, because it's a good one. 
I know he's a good one. You know already. Well, at least whatever you have experienced that this is not like this, at least you have something to compare with. All right? So it's not bad, huh? In a sense, it's not bad. It's more confirmation for you that your choice is right. Okay? Good. And for the one who is still not sure, continue make the choice. <laughs> continue go in some places <laughs> you know, similar and then sit there and think. <laughs> is it correct? The Summa Ching Hai, is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scratch your head. <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay or not, but I do know everywhere else it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night, huh?